live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. He is Sean Payton. What's up, man? Jim, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, I, I think the one thing I always love, I always love getting on this show because I can date you. And my first. I'm married, bro. You can't. No, but I can date you from a time element. My first coaching job ever. We're in the late 80s, early 90s at San Diego State, and it was the Mighty 690. And I used to I'd just have the radio set in my little Volkswagen Jetta, and that was when, like, you were just a rookie. And, and I, I was just cutting my teeth. I was running and getting sandwiches and coffee for the coaching staff. But good seeing you. Man, my man, I'm so geeked on that. You, you can go ahead and leave now. I'm just going to walk <laughs> off on that. I appreciate that so much, John. That is an awesome, awesome thing to say. I really appreciate you. Thank you. Listen, before we talk about the opportunity in Denver, really quickly, how was your year away from that all-out grind? And then ultimately, why did you decide to come back? I, I think this, um, look, it was fantastic. You, 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 we always think about the things we miss. What can we do differently? And so when you have a year and you get up in the morning. I'd say this, the biggest change is when you get up, it feels different. You get a cup of coffee. You, you don't feel like you're in a race with 31 other teams. And that feeling exists even in the off season. You know, it's kind of like this ongoing race. And I'll, I'll go forward here and go back in a second. When I signed and joined Denver, that next morning you get up and you're like, here we go. We're like, we're going. What's everyone else doing? And so you have to hit the ground running, right? And so you do that, and you do that for 15 years, 32 years overall. And and, and so that year where you're away and, and your days are less busy. And I think the Fox part of it, the Sunday, gave me that my football fix. But there wasn't, an, you know, you, you couldn't get enough of it. I mean, you know, I'd lay my clothes out Saturday night for Sunday morning, be there at 530. Here we go. Green room afterwards, watching the games with those guys. And it almost wasn't enough because I, I struggle without the itinerary. Like I need the structure, man. Yeah. That's all we we're, grind. Yeah, the structure. We're, we're products of it though, a little bit. And so when that goes away, you know, my wife's looking at me like, this isn't going to work. Yeah, old man, when are you going back to work? What's going on here? So, so really quickly, like, I would imagine in the beginning it's awesome, right? In the beginning it's awesome. You get up, you swing the golf clubs, you do whatever the hell A you want. A lot of golf, you know. Yeah, I was, right, but but you can't do that for the rest of Well, you could. No. But, but not you. It's not sustainable, though. No. It really right. isn't. So when, if it's really cool in the beginning, at what point was it no longer cool and did you miss that grind and say, I need this, I need this life? I think when you watch the games um, and, and we broadcast or televise the games and you're in those rooms and you realize that, all right, like this is something I want to do. I'm talking about Fox. and But I want to do this when I know for sure I'm done. And I'm, 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 I'm young now. I'm still young. And I want to... Uh, I want to be, you know, it's like the racetrack in the distance, and I use this analogy, and you can hear the cars, and you see the lights, you can smell the gasoline, and you're on the outside of the track, but, you know, every day you kind of look over at it, and, and you're like, I you're want to. not in the car, though, dude. You never get in the car. You're not in the car. And so I think that most importantly, is there is there the right team, you know? And, and what I mean, people were asking about this, it's, it's simple. It's ownership. It's front office, triangle, head coach. It's ownership. And I had that team in New Orleans with the Benson family. And, you, know, the and you have it now. And I have it now. All right. So because I jump in only because our time is tight. Yep. But you, you, it's so good to see you, John. I appreciate you. You've been asked this question a million different ways. So let me try and come at it this way. When you watched Russell Wilson play this year, what did you see? 
Well, I, I saw a team first. I, like, look, when a team goes 5-12, and 12, there's dirt on everyone's hands. Now the focus goes to the quarterback and it goes to the head coach. But I saw a team that didn't run the ball well enough. Defensively, they played pretty well. And I think the things uh, that you got to focus on are his strengths. And, and, I, and I, didn't see, I didn't see an offense that fit what he was trying to do. I saw an injured team on offense, in, in fairness to the process. But, uh, but I know I have a guy that's going to work his tail off. I know that about him. Um, he lives down in Del Mar, you know, a few miles away from Breeze. And, and Drew's been like, buddy, when are you making this decision? He's wearing me out, mm. you know. And, and so, but to answer your question, though, uh, study closely the things that help quarterback play, and that's good defense, good running game. They had that in Seattle. Uh, he's, a, he's a guy that throws the deep ball ex- extremely well. They got nicked up at receiver a little. Um, but finding those, finding those things that he excels at and then putting him in those positions. All the other stuff that we hear about, you know, the, the uh, oh, his coach being in the – all of that's going to change, but that's going to not change just for him. It's going to be uncomfortable. D- d- dude, does he know that yet? Does he know oh, that the personal coach is no longer there? He said to me last night, he goes, I want you to coach me hard. Like, I think players want that structure. Right. And so when, when, when you see a kid blowing up in a grocery store and throwing, you know, throwing egg, eggs everywhere and knocking over boxes, you don't look at the kid, you look at the parent. And it's as much of an indictment. Like no bad kids, only bad parents? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? That's right. All right. So, we'll see. Let me ask you this. If you didn't think that you could help him, and, in fact, this is who this guy is. Like, what if what we saw in film is who this guy is? Do you still take that job? Yeah. yeah. Well, I get yes, because I get back to the most important element is, look, 20 of these teams don't have that triangle that I'm talking about. Like, they can beat you on Sunday, but so it's, let's, let's acknowledge it's hard to win on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Then let's say, all right, in order to be a functional team, these things have to take place. Then everything else will fall into place. When I went to New Orleans and it was different, it was 06 post-Katrina, we didn't have a quarterback in place. You know, we, we had the second pick of the draft. We were looking at Cutler, Liner, and Vince Young. Huh. And then Breeze became available and then we drafted Reggie, you know, so you can begin at least functioning. But if there's an owner walking in saying, well, I want to draft Johnny Manziel, then, then that's a bad job. <laughs> My man, there's got to be alignment. Tell me about Zebra Technologies. What are you doing with these folks? Well, we've been six years together. The league's been with Zebra for nine years. And so they're the barcode company that when we go to the grocery store, we go to Walmart and we scan our products. Those are the barcodes. And, and they put them in player shoulder pads now. We get information twofold. The league uses it because it provides entertainment value, next-gen stats. This running back was at 20 miles an hour. Um, his top speed on this play was this. And so it helps the studio. Our, our relationship began with me is just having that practice data and, and looking at workload, how far players traveled. If I have the barcodes in the shoulder pads and I have a, a scanned field, I can kind of get some information otherwise I never had. So the, the chips in the football, all of it. I was going to say, now let's put a chip in the football. It to exists. The, to help the officials. Listen, so when, when I watch an NBA game, and, and I don't watch many, all right, the buzzer goes off, we hear it, we see the 0-0, zero, zero, and then the backboard lights it's up. Red, right. We see it. And then we, all we have to do is look where the ball is to the hand. And we say it got off or it didn't, right? And so the chip... On the goal line, light the goal posts up. The official just has to look at the knee. 
Right now, he's got to look at the knee, and half the time, you know this, half the time, there's not an angle to see where the ball is because it's a handoff through the middle of the defense. Sure. So I'd love to be able to see, hey, boom, this is coming. I mean, that it's easy to do. Um, it may cost a little bit, to, but the simple line to gain and the chip in the ball is something that could take a lot because our job is to really, how do we make the referee, the official's job easier? Sure. And, and we have the ability to do that. The technology is there. Sean Payton, my guest. Sean, so good to see you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you starting the show the way you did. Good luck in Denver. Hopefully we can do it again soon. Absolutely, brother. Appreciate you. So good you. to see you, man. Great seeing you. Sean Payton joining us. Hey, now, are you craving some protein after a good workout? Of course. Can I tell you, I'm starving after every workout. So this time, do not make a shake or eat a bar. Grab a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper instead. Wild Trapper, because Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and it's tender. And it's made with real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a wood fire. And Old Trapper is a family-owned business that takes smoked beef extremely seriously. And you can taste it in every single bite. I mean, who wants dried out, rough beef in a bag? Nobody. It's like eating a shoe. Old Trapper, though, is the real deal, and it comes in four amazing flavors. Old Fashioned is sweetened with a touch of brown sugar goodness. Teriyaki, peppered, and hot and spicy for those who like to take things up a notch. So next time you want a great protein and energy snack that you can have anytime, anywhere, grab some Old Trapper beef jerky. Look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. That way you can see exactly what you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, clones, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what is your beef? Steve Smith Sr. Here Wednesday, has senior night uh, for, for one of my boys uh, in high school. And um, that was pretty cool. You know, he's a lifer, the school that he went to. Uh, he's been he's going there from pre-K, and now he's going to graduate uh, in a couple of months. So that, that was really uh, surreal. Um, I did not cry, but I, 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 can, I know when he did graduates. Did you come close to getting no. dusty? No, 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 no. I, when was I, the last time you cried? Uh, that's such a personal question. No, uh, <laughs> I know, but, dude, I've known you, you since. You know, honestly, um, last time I cried was probably a couple of weeks ago. Um, you think that's personal? How about the follow? Why did you cry? Yeah, that, uh, the Demar Hamlin yeah. situation yeah. really—it um, was triggering for me, um, and trying to process it. And I thought it was really tough that so many talk shows, so many sports um, products tried to. How do you go play a football game after that? And so I was really struggling with understanding how to answer that without coming off uh, coy. And then I started to process and realize why I was triggered. And it was triggering because the last time um, that I have experienced someone being resuscitated and going through that was my grandfather uh, when he passed away. And me visiting him during a season to go fly back all the way to California. He passed before I, I landed, got there. And going into the hospital uh, in the basement in the morgue and then pulling that sheet off and me saying my goodbye to my grandfather, That's what, that was tough. And I didn't realize I suppressed all of that. That happened in, during the middle of the season. We ended up playing a Monday so night. So you did not have time to grieve properly? I did not grieve. I didn't grieve and started grieving when that happened because it triggered – 
And what it triggered was a couple of weeks of literally me not being able to sleep. And I kept waking up seeing me be back in the morgue, pulling that away. And, and it just took me down a place where I, I, I couldn't figure it out what was going on. And so that happened for about two, two and a half weeks. Every night at some point in my sleep, I would wake up. And so I, I wasn't sleeping well. Um, and so I, I, I was grieving that, trying to process, and I realized uh, through some counseling that I, I didn't You process. never dealt with it. I you never. never dealt with it. So when that happened, Steve Smith Sr., my guest, like you said, it happened in the middle of a season. You had to push through it. What did you do with it when it happened? <clears throat> you know, I held on to it. Um, he passed. We buried him or cremated him and did the, did the funeral. And yeah, but did, were you conflicted or well, were you like, let, oh, yeah. then we play. I flew back to Charlotte and I think I played in a Monday night game against Tampa Bay. That was it. And never really thought about it until now, like until not this moment, but doing the counseling that I never broached the conversation or the thought. And so now just getting just getting it out of my system and my system meaning crying to the point of where it was like I was sweating and just it was wow. it, it was true true grief and um so that 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 was the last time was it the right decision we talked so much about it's okay not to be okay but man there's this culture right I'll tell you what you tell me I'm wrong I'll tell you what put you out there that's what you've always done availability is your best ability they need me they're counting on me you grind through everything you don't show any emotion get your ass back on the field you go to work is that what was going on? And knowing what you know right now, was it the right call? You can't change it. I get that. But was it the right call? I believe it was the right call for me because I didn't have the tools to process it. Right. So if you don't have the tools to process it, you can't hold people accountable for something you don't even know for yourself. Steve Smith Sr. joining us. Listen, I appreciate that very much. I didn't mean to get no, real right. heavy like that. Yeah. But, but, dude, you're, you're good like that. I kind of just follow you around. That's why you're good to talk to you. How about your NFL media, your content? Do you like that world? Are you having fun with it? I'm, I'm enjoying it. Sometimes it can get a little bit much. You know, All it, you got three preseason games. You have the playoffs, the Super Bowl, the regular season. Uh, you got all the shows during the week. Um, then you have all the stuff that you're trying to do on the side or, or, or to add more content and all those things. So uh, there, there is a point for me on Monday at 105 when I'm hopping back on a flight head back to Charlotte I actually am going to enjoy some things like last week last Sunday what were you doing last Sunday prepping Sunday is a big prep day for exactly. me I work Sunday every Sunday yes especially me, during the NFL season me too big but, prep day but this Sunday last Sunday I was doing yard work yeah and I was they able probably to, never loved it so much right I was yes I was able to do yard work that I wasn't doing it in a hurry to go do it right before the games. I, I, I took my time, you know, recycles on Monday. So I was breaking down all the boxes and all of that stuff, and I wasn't on a time crunch. Dude, reframe it. If you reframe it and you understand it, all of a sudden yard work's beautiful, man. Yeah, sometimes. Can, depends on it what can the, be. Depends on what the honeydew list uh, is requiring, <laughs> right? Yeah, I might be talking on my ass a little bit, but I'm trying to convince myself that it can be that. It can't Sometimes be that. Sometimes it is. Yeah, you so, appreciate that. Well, I got a dog, so that, that included picking up the dog poop. So that part, it Dude, was – that sucks. It was, that, that was one of my jobs when I was a kid. Yeah. That's why I don't have a dog now. 
I'm we love our dog. I, I love I love it. I'm a big animal guy. We got a couple of cats. I love dogs. But whoa, part of my whoa, whoa, whoa. I ain't apologizing for that. If you're gonna check I, me on that, I'm I not, not checking. Gonna apologize. I just needed to to stop. You 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 tried to you blew past the stop sign. I yeah. wanted to go ahead. So how many cats? Two. What kind? All right. So one's a rag doll. Excuse freaking me? a ragdoll cat. Okay. Freaking legend. Dude, if you look these cats up, it's a purebred. They sell these cats sell for three to four gur. What's gur? Ma- grand. Oh, okay. I didn't They're very expensive cat, right? You can use that we, if you want, Gur. I won't. We you, call but you should. I mean, dude, I mean I'm a fifty eight year old guy who's really cool. Don't, don't you want don't throw your age out there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I just I didn't picture you as a cat guy. You know what? I, I'm an animal guy. That's cool, but I'm an animal guy, but you know cats what I'm not? Are different. Really different, dude. I'll tell you what I'm not, though. I'm not a dog crap guy. I'm barely a cat crap guy. And I'm a horse guy, but I'm not a horse crap guy. Like, that's why I'm not a dog guy anymore. I love dogs. You have horses? We used to own a lot of racehorses wow. back in the day. Dude, amazing animals. Hey, that's, that's amazing that 1% animals. Right there. Dude, Ooh, dope. That's dope. that big money. Yeah, but not anymore, though. Not yeah. anymore, man. You, they're good years and bad years. So, yeah, I, I am an animal guy. So, do you let the, do you do the uh, cat? The box? The, in the house? Yes. They're, oh, they're there's a lot cats. of toxic, you know that? Oh, yeah, that's why I don't do cats. Yeah. With well, the litter box, there's a lot of fuel. They're less work. They're less work, yeah. you know. They're less work. But yeah. I feel you. I see what you're doing. All right, so what are you doing Sunday? <laughs> what are you doing Sunday for the game, for Sun- NFL Network? So Sunday, I am uh, i won't be on camera that people can see. I'm doing uh, Most interesting, interesting Job, Season 2. So we're doing some stuff with the field. Um, see, laid out. For those who have not seen that, what is that? So it, Most Interesting Jobs is a show uh, that NFL Network has allowed me to kind of just be myself. And we start doing things that – uh, preparing the field. Last year, we were how the Minnesota Vikings uh, feed a team. Um, how uh, Coach Dayball, Coach of the Year. I like to also say all the teams that allowed me uh, to do most interesting jobs last year went deep into the playoffs. Coincidence? I not think really. not. Right. And so there are uh, no coincidences. So uh, New York Giants, what it is to be a coach uh, last year with the. Uh, L.A. Rams, when they won the Super Bowl, I was the equipment manager, seeing how that they did that um, to unload before the Super Bowl. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs working with them in a the preseason. I was a, a, a ball boy. Um, and so doing all those things. And so this year uh, we got some other we got some other fun things. And so, you know, on Sunday when those guys are kicking a field goal, just know Agent 89 was part of <laughs> putting together. I'm talking about wrench, nut. Yeah, man. All of that, putting together the goalposts. Uh, the goalposts, the part that's that's uh, curved, that's called gooseneck. Right. Yes. Agent 89. Yeah. Hashtag Agent 89. Dude, really quickly, it, it didn't happen, but they've got a coach in Carolina. There was so much made about Jeff Saturday. Dude, if David Tepper came to you and said, no. Yo, it, okay. You There's know that. why? Do you know why? Do you know the question? Yes. Would I, I, I have coached? Just kept, no. Yeah. Would you would, have coached? Yes. No, I wouldn't have. Why? Because I know what I'm, I'm not qualified to do that, to manage other men, to be able to step in front of them and say that I am fully capable of leading you guys out here as best as I possibly can. I'm not prepared to be a head coach like that. I, I tried to coach. I've coached my kids' flag football team. And, man, I was on a struggle bus doing that. I can't do manage all of that. So I know my limitations. I was very vocal that I thought, that I was a bad move because he, with doing that, 
he skipped the line, and some people talked at me and hit me on social media. Skipped a lot. Skipped all of it. Yeah, said, well, things are, you know, if you if you knew business, things are relationship. Yes, I do know business, and it is relationship business. But you also have to, you got to be able to read the room, right? As well, and I'm not prepared or qualified. I'm not qualified, and I'm okay with saying that. Some people say, well, great, you know, whatever you have to say. I know my qualifications. And you're coaching, self-aware. You're yeah, self-aware. Coaching a, Self-scouting. a NFL football team, I don't care how much money you pay me. Right. I have a hard time looking myself in the mirror, stealing, when I know darn well I'm not I don't know the job. what I'm doing. Right. Because that's what you have me out there. I've been like, hey, bro, y'all go ahead and do your thing. Hmm. Don't look at me. Y'all, y'all the ones that wouldn't train the camp. I just got picked up. <laughs> Agent 89, keeping it real, keeping it raw. My man, appreciate you so much. Appreciate you. It's great. Always. That, like I said, is one of my favorite human beings. Steve Smith Sr., just chopping it up, getting real, funny, raw, honest. Appreciate you, man, so much. Appreciate you. This message is sponsored by Discover. Did you know that you could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection? The latest innovation from Discover. Discover will help routinely remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data, and they will do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection. He is Nate Burleson. Nate, my man, it is so good to see you. So good to chop it up with you. Now that you are officially a media mogul, who has more jobs, you or Stray? Oh, that's a good question. I, I might say that I have Stray B. <laughs> you might, dude. And, and I got you a couple might. shows coming out, so stay tuned. 2023 is going to be a big year. You might see me hosting some shows that will rival some of Stray's biggest shows. How you living, dude? How you feeling? How's I'm life? I'm feeling good, man. I was ripping and running. I saw Steve over here, and you know, I saw him getting intense. So uh, do I got to kick it up a notch? No, dude, you, know, you just got to be you. Is, is it like, is there it, is no other agent 89. Am I Jerry Stackhouse to Vince Carter's dunk right now? Like, am I following up some, some heat? And dude, I got I to do more? That, that's a great comparison. Stack <laughs> kind of reminds me of Agent 89, man. These are a couple of dudes that keep it real. They're raw, and you don't want to get on the wrong side, right? That's a fact. That's a fact, man. You don't mess with Steve Smith. That's my guy. I love that dude. I love him. Love him. Let me ask you, how amazing is it that of the three broadcast network morning shows, two now feature former NFL players as co-hosts? Now, my take is it's a testament to how talented and hardworking you and Stray are, but does it say something about how much this country loves ball, loves football? That is true. They they oftentimes put us in a box when we play, but when we step outside that box and we prove that we can not just survive but thrive in different spaces, they realize like what we bring to the table. And I'm thankful because of guys like Stray. And, and there were men and women before Strayhand that opened the door. We might be kicking it down right now, um, but I'm thankful because we're standing on the shoulders of giants. And, and I've always said this. People ask, well, why does it work? Why do you think that you can go from one network to another or one show to another or entertainment to sports, talking about politics or world issues? It's because in football, there are so many different people on a team, in a locker room, from all different walks of life. You have every race, religion represented. You have the ultimate melting pot. It is. It is. And the most important thing is you have to coexist. If you want to achieve this common goal, which is win a championship, you have to coexist. And when you have an opportunity, and being a wide receiver, I can appreciate this, when you have an opportunity to take center stage and be the man, we throw you the ball, 
just don't fumble it. Score a touchdown. And to parallel that to TV, that's the way it is. Like, I don't need to be the star. I'm sitting next to Gail King and Tony DeCopo and Vlad when he's on. They can be the star as much as they want. But when they say, hey, Nate, the lights are on you and they're bright right now. We're passing you the mic. We want you to talk politics. We want you to talk sports, entertainment. We want you to talk race relations, whatever it is. I'm willing. And, and, and I take that prepared. as an opportunity. And, and prepared. prepared. And we talked a long time ago about always being prepared, even if you don't use the information. People don't understand in morning news, it's a two-hour show. Now, we are delivering the news. We are not necessarily getting paid to give you our opinion on the news because we want to be as um, unbiased Objective, as possible, right. right? Now, we have to be prepared, though. Now, we are preparing for more conversations that never happen because it's better to be overprepared and talk for 10 seconds than to not be prepared and be blank for and five. And have your career go up in flames in, in those 10 moments seconds. time. Right. In a moment's time. So that's, that's why I, I, I work the way I do. And I like to be first in the studio and put the work in the day before, the day of, and the day after. Dude, the lessons you learned in the NFL are applicable, right? Yeah, it's a it very really different is. game. It's a different world. Nate Burleson joining us, but they are. Let me ask you really quickly, and you yeah. and I could spend a number of time, a number of time, or a lot of time on a lot of different topics. Justin Jefferson came by yesterday, dude. Ooh. Now, I see this dude, and by the way, like, what a great dude. Yeah, He's he really a unicorn, is. but a great, great dude. Yeah. Tim Brown comes on right after him, a Hall of Fame wide receiver and I said what do you think when you see that dude Tim's like man I mean, so first of all that is a big man that is a really bigger big than you man. think bigger than you think yeah let me ask you with all the great young receivers Nate if you could play right now and you could pick the one guy the young oh one young gosh. stud that you want to play on the oh, other side of right now this to me who would it be that's a tough pick one dude question man I mean Garrett Wilson just won yes. an award love last him. night love him. he's fantastic um Justin Jefferson is as good as it gets <laughs> Jamar. Oh, bro. All right. So, I love Jamar. I think Jamar is – he's going to be at one point the best receiver in the game. Like, it will, you know how we've had the conversation of DeAndre Hopkins, Stephon Diggs, sure. for Devontae Adams for a long time? It's going to be Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson for a long time. But if I had to pick one, maybe this is me, you know, giving a nod to my former team, the Vikings. I would pick Justin Jefferson because I'm shorter – and my skill set might be a little different than his, which means I can add a different element. I like fit. receiving cores, receiving cores that look different. Right. I don't want every guy to be the same size, same skill set. Um, the the successful ones, the really good ones, they're all different. Prime example: look at the teams that are in it right now. Look at what the Chiefs were working with over the last few years. They got tall guys, skinny guys, fast guys, short guys, big guys, ones that move the chains, ones that take top off the coverage. You look at the Eagles. Just two guys that stand out: Devontae Smith and AJ Brown. AJ is built like old school David For Boston. real, right? And Devontae Smith, the Slim Reaper, is built like a, a, a six-one like Kevin Durant. Like me, dude, right? but taller. <laughs> so it's it's I, I like different skill sets. So that's why I would like Justin Jefferson because he's a little bit taller, a little bit lankier. I'll be there moving the chains, working the middle of the field. Dude, I love his vibe. I, I could not believe the way the kid showed up. Like I'm like, dude, no wonder you're that guy. I mean, he, you already, he's as cool you're, as you're ever. You're already like exactly and, super freaky, but yeah. he's cool as ever. The Cirque de Soleil catches, are, it's what makes him special. And on top of that, like if you look at his wingspan, I'm talking about old school Michael Jordan poster. Yeah, like to the wall. Yeah, and, and his catch radius is like a garage door, a, a double. You know what I mean? Nate, talk to me about Crown Royal. What are you doing with those folks? So... I'm not sure if people know this. I'm Canadian, born in Canada. My mom and dad had four boys. I was the only one born outside the country, so I rep Canada proudly, and so does Crown Royal, the official whiskey partner of the NFL. And what they're doing with their Super Bowl ad is pretty cool. Instead of spending money to tell people how great they are and boasting about what they do and, and who they are, they are spending their money to say thank you, show gratitude to Canada, 
being that that relationship is always synonymous, that Crown Royal is Canadian, and Dave Grohl is going to be part of their Super Bowl ad, which is pretty cool, 60-second spot. So make sure no, you dude, stay that, tuned by for the way, that. That's incredible. It, it's, that's it's, incredible. It's great. And he, he's just sitting back chilling. I saw a little sneak preview, and he's just showing love to Canada, all the great things that have come from Canada. You know, you, have you tried poutine, by the way? Got the fries with the gravy and the cheese. Look, look, look. He's like, yeah. <laughs> but that's just one. There's a million things. So from artists, actors, um, the contributions to culture, food, science. Uh, By the way, we've bred racehorses in Canada. Word. Yes. See, Canada. Yes, man, Ontario that, bred. That's what I'm saying. Ontario you got to go across that border and kick yeah. it in Canada. I'm so Crown Royal's doing great things. It's about gratitude in a season where we need it. Thanking people that are behind the scenes that don't necessarily get an opportunity to hear it. Crown Royal is essentially giving them their crowns and saying thank you. Are you craving some protein after a good workout? Don't make a shake or eat a bar. Grab a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper instead. Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and tender. It's made with real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a wood fire. And it goes wherever you go, to the game, to the gym, to the beach. Look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality you are buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. And if you don't see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares Old Trapper, what's your beef? C.J. Stroud. My dude, it is so good to see you. How you feeling? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. I have 41, though. 41? <laughs> I'm messing with you. <laughs> Man, I hate it. I hate it when I'm wrong, dude. <laughs> okay. again, if I had 41, I'd correct me, too. Yes, sir. Hey, why don't we just make it 50? We we can hopefully God willing that ne next year, man. All right, all right, there you go. I stand corrected. Forty one. Listen, th there are Buckeyes. I was telling you this everywhere. There are Buckeyes everywhere in this town. I don't mean fans. I mean players. They're all over the place. What's that like, man? These are all good dudes, all great right. athletes. Do you feel that kinship and that family and that brotherhood here? I sure do, man. I definitely uh, been, been good to see some of my former teammates, my former brothers, man, who I went to war with. So uh, just being able to catch up with them and uh, have some conversation, man. But uh, that's one of the reasons I went to Ohio State was uh, that was a piss that Coach Day and, and, of course, Coach Mick, our strength coaches, definitely uh, built into our program. It was just um, that brotherhood camaraderie, and that's something that uh, we have to this day. C.J. Stroud joining us. So I know you're looking ahead, but let me get you to look back for one minute. You go back to that national semi <clears throat> the national semifinal game against Georgia on New Year's Eve. Dude, literally one of the best college games ever, ever. I know the outcome was not what you wanted, but one of the best games ever. What, what was it like to be a part of that game? And even if you didn't win, how much pride do you take in the way your brotherhood, your crew battled? Yeah, I definitely think that um, that's something that we really prepare hard for the whole month. Uh, just uh, we got a whole month of a lot of uh, crazy people talking. People think that we couldn't play football no more. A lot of a lot of different things. So um, we didn't want to prove nobody wrong, man. We want to prove ourselves right, I man. That we, we're the Buckeyes at the end of the day, and I definitely we we proved that on uh, on that uh, December 31st. So uh, it was an amazing game. I, I really wish we came out with the victory, but um, I mean things happen like that, and I, and I would never change it for the world. And, I uh, appreciate all my brothers that I played with at Ohio State, and uh, that game was probably the most fun I've ever had in my life. All right, so you, I, I like that line that you're not looking to prove people wrong. You're looking to prove other people right. But at the same time, you said there's a lot of crazy talk out there about how we can't play football anymore. Right. What Generally, what do you do with that stuff, man? Can you convert that to fuel, or do you just block it out and ignore the noise altogether? Um, I definitely think it's, it's, it's a two-way street. Um, I think they were all humans. Uh, even if people tell you that they don't care, they're, they're blocking it out. Some people have that type of uh, to be able to do things like that for uh for me and my teammates man uh being at Ohio State uh if you have any source of social media or any uh, type of technology 
Ohio State fans have it. So, man, I was getting DMs. Because I, I don't have social media throughout the season. I was getting DMs on Venmo, uh, the money app, through fans telling me play better and things like that. But Dude. at the end of the day, um, it comes with the That's territory. That's incredible. Yeah, really? They're, like, they're you would go, like you would go dark. <laughs> But for Venmo, they're finding their way it in. It was insane. But at the end of the day, man, it comes with the territory. Uh, I learned so much from it. But at the end of the day, like I said, man, I wasn't trying to prove nobody right or wrong. Just prove ourselves right and who we knew, who we had. All right, CJ, what I love about you, me being an L.A. native, I love to see SoCal folks kill it on the national stage. You're from the Inland Empire. You started at Rancho Cucamonga High School. What was it like for you as a Cali kid to step on campus for the first time in Columbus? And what was your biggest takeaway from your time there? Um, yeah, it's different, right? One hundred percent, man. Uh, the Inland Empire is uh, something where I, or some somewhere where I hold near and dear to my heart. I, I uh, e yo. man, I e yo. from the nine, man. You feel me? So uh, it's been great uh, to have that transition to get two two uh, ways of living. Uh, living in Columbus definitely taught me how to live in the cold, not only, uh, but just taught me how to live with a different type of people. The culture is a little different, a little slower pace. So I got to actually kind of just focus on ball and school, which is a focus of mine that I really took serious and. Uh, but I still have that Cali swag, I feel, and I definitely think that uh, it'll, it'll stick with me for the rest of my Dude, life. Dude, let's, let's address the Cali swag. People do not get us, <laughs> you. We're not all laid back and soft. Because we came up this way in Cali right. doesn't mean that we're not that. People do not get that, man. They don't why, get it Why do they all. associate Cali with being soft? I couldn't tell you because when they when they come meet us in person or they find out they come to California, they find out real quick that it's not just peaches and cream. And um, for me though, uh, that's something that I continue to rep, man. Is not we ain't no tough guys. We ain't trying to prove no right. prove nothing to nobody. We just being ourselves, man. So uh, and I definitely people hate on us because we got sunshine and they 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 hell yes and they drown they in They hate in us snow. because they ain't us, dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, oh, I know what you're saying, dude. <laughs> I really know what you're saying. Like our son. He grew up in Cali, right. in the OC, 949, okay. and the kid goes to Wisconsin. But he wanted to be that kid. He wanted to get the hell out of California and show, like, hey, man, I'm not soft. Right. And then he knew that every – and this is just a kid, just a student. He knows everybody's measuring him as the Cali kid. Right. They're looking at him, and he wanted to make sure that he could front and hold his own and be like, man, I'm good. I'm good in the elements. Yeah. I'm good in the weather. I'm that guy. Yeah. I, 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 you get me, that? I get it 100% because when I went up to Columbus, it was the same question. Can he play in the cold? Can he do this? Is he soft? Is he this? Man, I went up there and – a lot of people that had a hard I did, and, and you and you can tell 41, on the field. 41 TDs, dude. <laughs> I got For you. Sure. I got you. Let me ask you. I had Bears quarterback Justin Fields on the program yesterday. Ask me. Serious dude. Serious player. <laughs> I love this guy, dude. I really like him. You're going to join him as a high draft pick in April as well. What was your experience of being his backup when you were a freshman? What was that quarterback room like overall? Um, it was a, a room of just getting everybody better. Uh, Justin did a great job of leading us by example. Uh, being vocal as well and just uh, really working hard, not only just on the field but in the weight room as well. And um, I definitely uh, learned a lot from him. He definitely had a lot of good uh, coaching points for me, just reading the defense, seeing coverage. And uh, sometimes coach the, coach the player, it doesn't always get through, but having a big brother like that who can teach you how to do it uh, through a player's eyesight has definitely been amazing for me. So, uh, man, shout-out to Justin, man. He's, he's on great and better things, and uh, hopefully we can get him some receivers. All right, so you're getting ready for your NFL combine and your pro day, right? So how are you approaching this? Is your process pretty similar, or have you kind of revamped this thing completely and specialized it and tailored it for the combine in particular? Like, what are you doing right now to get ready? Um, really, uh, I've been in Huntington Beach, so I'm in the Orange County. I'm in Orange County. We're uh, names, dude. You know We're names. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm still I do, so you know, so I try to go home every time. You like I can. HB? It's cool, man. It's it's peaceful. It's calm. It's a lot different from the Inland Empire, uh, where it's uh, a little more fast, in my opinion. Uh, people drive 
ridiculously slow in, in Huntington Beach and in, in Orange County, which and it's too much traffic. Like that's something dude, I that's don't miss funny, about man. California. California is too. I forgot how dude, overpopulated keep, keep, it is. Keep driving north, dude. If you want traffic, like <laughs> I'm in that bubble too. I, w- I went to Beverly Hills the right. other day for the first time in a long time. I used to kind of kick it there when I was in the 818. I hadn't been there in a while. I'm like, damn, dude, culture shock. Yeah, traffic's insane. People and I, just, I grew up with that, man. I, right. Even I wasn't ready for it. Yeah, and then when I moved to Ohio, I, I, I forgot all about it. And, I, and every time I come home, it's like, man, there's so much traffic. But it's been amazing, man. The process for me just um, getting better at board work and. Uh, getting better interview process and things like that, and just working for the combine, working those throws. I've been amazed. I've been out in Huntington Beach with 3DQB and with proactive with my guy Andy and Bones. So uh, just getting my body right, making sure that I'm getting more slim, uh, up my up my weight and got a little more muscle. So uh, it's been it's been an amazing process. All right, so really quickly, what about the other seven guys? You've got eight guys going to the combine. Are you taking keeping tabs on your other Buckeye teammates? Of course, man. I'm constantly on the phone with my brothers. Uh, just because we're not on the same team, or, or maybe we will in the future, but uh, we're brothers for life. I mean, you guys just chopping it up, messing around, or are you like, hey, yo, man, are you doing the right thing? Are you guys checking each other? Yeah, 100%. Keep each other accountable. When, when, you, when you're accountable at school, I think it, it, it's a brother's job to keep you accountable uh, out of it. So, All right, I like that. So you're going to work with Auto Trade this week. In fact, you are. What are the details? What are you doing with these folks? Yeah, man, so I teamed up with Auto Trader. Uh, it's been a great process with them, uh, definitely. It's uh, been a, a, a good process for me just coming from a college kid to be a pro. And a goal of mine I've always had was just to be uh, able to buy my mom a car or my sister or somebody in my family, man, just to help out. And uh, something that I'm blessed to do now uh, through the avenue of football. And Auto Trader makes it a lot easy for me. So uh, they have the biggest widespread of, of cars available. Uh, anything that you need, whatever lifestyle that you live. If you're uh, a stepdad that, that's going to the soccer game or you're a, a, a piano mom, whatever the case may be, they got vans, they got trucks. You see a piano mom? Whatever you need, man. You the know hell what I'm is saying? that, dude? What's a piano? I don't know. I, I grew up with a couple piano moms, and, and uh, What's they were a amazing piano? Like, like, they, like they teach piano? <laughs> no, or they, they, their kids do piano, so they take them to oh, piano lessons. Piano to, mom. I got you. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Soccer so, mom, piano soccer mom, mom, football mom. Anything you want. Clarinet, clarinet mom, violin mom. Let's say moms in general. There you go, dude. There you go. I see you working. <laughs> it, okay, moms in general. What's your mom's like? And then, dude, what's it going to feel like to buy her a nice rig? Oh, man, it's been amazing. Uh, she's awesome. She's been awesome, man. She's definitely a parent that isn't overbearing. Uh, she lets me do what I do, and she lets me just be be myself. And uh, she taught me just to, to always give uh, your, your uh, honor and praise to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and just remain humble. And um, she hasn't changed at all. Um, she's definitely <laughs> still funny, man. She, she'll she send me, like, baby pictures, say, you're still my baby, or things like that. She's funny. Uh, but, man, shout out to my mom, man. She's a, a great woman and uh, is doing great things in our community, trying to help out kids and, and other parents with, with the process because this is all new to her, too, but uh, she's doing a great job handling it. I absolutely love that. Really quickly, was she is she about ball? Is she like, Can she break down your game after uh, games? Will you talk ball or no? Uh, she's getting to it. She's getting better. Uh, <laughs> she just, if things don't go perfect, she is upset she's more mad than me and i put in the work all the week so and she's going <laughs> off great. on everybody and everything moving and that's you, something you, you don't in, want to get in front of mom. is it always somebody else's fault or will she check she'll you and be, hold you accountable uh she'll be honest with me like she uh she won't say it directly like cj you didn't play the, your best but she'll be like are you okay like are you sick <laughs> like, she's funny you know what i'm saying so. that is funny all right last thought dude I, I know you have a ton of respect for patrick mahomes and jalen hurts who are you gonna ride with this weekend who do you like Oh, man, that's tough. Uh, two people I'm a big fan of. Um, I grew up watching them inspire me. Uh, it's amazing to see two black quarterbacks in the NFL. I definitely think that's trailblazing for, for the future, man. So 
Uh, I don't know, man. I, uh, I'm rooting for both. I just want to see a good, clean offensive game. I don't want to see a low-scoring game. I hope not. I hope it's, it's high-scoring and uh, fun to watch. So, man, I hope everybody stays healthy on the field and all 22 players walk off the field blessed and walk uh, walk off. So Really quickly, I don't want to gloss over that point. How, how critical and important is that that you have two black quarterbacks in the Super Bowl? Um, I definitely think that it, it's, it's something that is amazing. Um, I think they said it's the first time it's happened. And uh, not trying to make everything about race and culture, but for uh, for uh, a kid like me growing up who really uh, started to see the transition of more uh, African-American quarterbacks playing and not only just running around, man, being able to sit in the pocket, throw the ball, uh, people who I look up to, man, it's been amazing. So I definitely think that just having that type of uh, um, trailblazing uh, leadership with those two guys doing it the right way, being positive, not only on the field, but off as well, is amazing. 100%. Absolutely. He appeared courtesy of Auto Trader, NFL draft prospect, quarterback from the Ohio State. Incredible numbers this year. 41 TDs. <laughs> 3,340 passing yards. CJ Stroud, dude, I appreciate you very much, man. Great to see you. Thank you. Let's see where you end up, and I'm going to look for you once you find out where you're going to live and where you're going to work, all right? Yes, sir. Thank all you. All right. Appreciate, appreciate you very you much, boss. man. This message is sponsored by Discover. Did you know that you could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection? The latest innovation from Discover. Discover will help routinely remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data, and they will do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection. Jordan Poyer is my guest. Jordan, it's so good to see you, man. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm really doing excellent. Thank you for having so me. So good to see you. Listen, I know you'd rather be playing in this game <laughs> than sitting here talking to me right now. How has Super Bowl week gone for you so far? It's, it's been awesome. I got in last night with my wife. Uh, this is actually the first event that I that I pulled up to. So uh, it's cool to see some familiar faces here. It's cool to see you. It's cool to be on set. And uh, I'm, I'm blessed to be here. All right. So how long are you going to stay? Will you stay for the game or will you bounce? Because <laughs> you know, I, I say this not to like like to somehow out you about what you're going to do but when you're not in the game man it's hard to it watch is. the game right it is and I've, I've gone out to some Super Bowl events before and I, I didn't necessarily enjoy the Sunday of the game so my wife and I are actually leaving the day of the game uh, I get on, that. on game day I get to try that, to beat dude. all the traffic uh, I think we'll be able to watch the game on, on the on the screen and the on the on the plane so uh yeah we're going to try to beat I all get the that. I see you working Jordan Boyer yeah. joining us <laughs> you know, when you and I talked in early December you guys were in the midst of a seven-game winning streak to cap the regular season. You kept it going with that playoff win over Baltimore. Then since he knocked you out, you've had a lot of time to kind of process this, think about it. Was Cincinnati just the better team that day? Uh, of, of course they were, they were the better team that day. Um, you know, honestly, uh, you look back at the season and you kind of you kind of reflect on everything that went on throughout the year, and it just almost seemed like we ran out of gas at the end of the at the end of the season. You know, um, Cincinnati came in, we get down 14-0 early, and then just couldn't find a way to fight back into the game. It almost seemed like we didn't really have a whole lot of fight to try to come back into the game. And so, um, you know, it, with all that being said, I mean, we, we dealt with so much adversity um, on and off the field throughout the season, and there's no moral victories at, at any time. You know, only one team gets to win, you know, the big game at the end of the season and, and be happy at the end of the season. But, you know, you look back and you appreciate the, 
the that you know the the brotherhood that we built and the, and the adversity that we had to go through and, and you know if you were to say that we were going to go through that adversity and still win 13 games in the regular season I'd have probably laughed at you and said that you're crazy you know and so um, like I said like we we had such a great brotherhood in in that in that in that locker room and that organization and uh, it was it was a special group of guys but we think we just ran out of gas. Jordan, point of my guess, you actually got to my next point. I was going to say this is not an excuse. I mean, th- this is real. This mm-hmm. is real. You just ran out of gas. I mean, only one team can end their season without losing their final game. Given everything your team went through, do you still view it as a success, even if you guys were the ones who were supposed to win it all because of everything that happened? Is yeah. it a success? Yeah, you know, it's it's hard to say. Is it a success or is it not? You know, because like you said, like I said, there's no moral victories, but you can definitely appreciate and and build off of you know what you know, what had, what you had gone through, you know, hoping, you know, the next season you don't have to deal with as many injuries or as many things that, you know, a- a- adversity off the field, you know, whether it was, you know, early on in the season with, with the shooting in Buffalo, you know, obviously, you know, all the injuries that we deal with, with, with Mike Hodge, Tredavious White, Von Miller, um, and then obviously the, you know, the, the, the snow getting, you know, we had to, I, I, I sat outside shoveling for three and a half hours trying to just get to my truck when the snowstorm came into Buffalo. And then, you know, obviously the DeMar Hamlin situation, so you know all that built up and I you know to me I definitely think it definitely you know took a toll on us towards the end of the season and like I said I just ran how out of could gap. it not right how could it not like the, when you think about DeMar and his road to recovery has been amazing crazy right? so, crazy so proud and of him. so exactly so inspirational I mean so awesome but as you reflect on that is there any way for you to put what DeMar went through and then what the team went through into context so we can understand what that was like can you explain Man, that at all? Um, I mean, the first, I, you know, I was in on the play um, where he, you know, I saw him. He made a routine tackle that, it, you know, I, DeMar's a banger. I've seen him hit, you know, multiple times harder than that tackle. So it seemed like some routine tackle. And, you know, I, he gets up and I say, good good tackle, D. Ham. And I see him put his hand on his helmet and I turn around. Next thing you know, I see I see Dane start sprinting to him and I turn around and now D. Ham's on the ground. And I mean, from that moment right there, it was almost like a movie for the next, you know, week, you know, just, um, <laughs> you know, the game gets canceled. We're in the locker room. There's a pin drop. You can't, nobody knows what to say. Nobody knows, you know, how to, you know, nobody knows anything. We're all just wondering if D. Ham's There's no be okay. playbook for that. that yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, you know, you're just sitting there with your solar pads on, just wondering if D. Ham's going to be okay, wondering if, are we going to have to go play this game again. And, um, you know, I, I've told Sean this, you know, our head coach, you know, he did – such a tremendous job leading a group of men in that situation right there um because like i said nobody knew what to do but he stood up in front of the group and said this is what we're going to do we're not going to play this game tonight i'm not going to get make you guys go back out there and play play this game after seeing what you just had to see um and so we just continue to pray for Deham over the next couple days and you know as the days went on we got better and better news that he was getting better and better but you know that's still you know we still have to play the game the next week um and you know (laughs) playing the same position that that he plays in my head, I'm like, like, you know, it put a lot of things per- perspective in my mind. Yeah, I love this game of football, but like, dang, like, what did I just see right there on the football field? And so I, you know, I, we're all, everybody was fighting their own battles as to, you know, you know, I had some questions in my head. Like, Jeez, you, you did some soul searching, right? You yeah, don't, you you don't I mean, see something don't like see, that and at, not, at and not ask yourself, is it worth it? Right. What are we doing here, right? <laughs> you had those moments, right? 100% had conversations with my wife, with my, my family, just, you know, because I, I, I had never seen anything like that. I grew up playing this game that I love. And, you know, to see something like that, like to think like, like man, like he, he really could have 
it, that could have went the other way, and you know we. By can the way, it did, didn't it? I it, mean, it yeah. did. They in brought him back that, it, in a sense that it, it did, and which is scary to me. It's scary to me to think that that was you know that could have been me. That could have been anybody, you know. And thank God that he's okay. And like I said, I'm so proud of him, and and you know him accepting the NFL awards honor last night, and just to see him up and inspiring so many people. It inspires me um, to see him, you know, <laughs> talk about how he's going to play again, and you know, because um, that, that's my brother, man. That's my boy. But to see something like that. Um, you know, live in person, it, I, you know, it's it, it, that that definitely that definitely struck a struck some man because it was tough. It was tough to fight through. Um, you know, especially having to play the next game the week after um, while he's in the hospital, and then um, just continuing to, to fight while he's fighting. And so, um, you know, it was it was crazy. It was crazy. Jordan, I appreciate you so much. I appreciate yeah. that you shared your thoughts on that and that you let us in. You opened yeah. up that. That's not an easy thing at all. Thank you for yeah, that for sure business man the nfl i know you love the game i know you love the sport i know you love what it's done for you it is a business 100%. it's a ruthless business you have some decisions to make how are you approaching free agency what's your mindset like uh, i'm just enjoy- gonna enjoy the process you know um it, it's free agency um this is you know I, I work extremely hard to have be in positions like this um and and i'm just gonna enjoy the process you know i have a, a great agency representing me and uh you know i don't i, I couldn't tell you what's gonna happen um would i love to be in buffalo and finish my career there of course but like you said the first thing that you that, that they tell you when you come into this league is this is a business you know you can never really feel too attached or or, or feel like they're too attached to you because this is a business and so like I said if it, if it happens to be I come back to Buffalo I you know I'm I'll be super excited but at the same time if if my path goes in a, another direction you know I'm gonna put one foot in front of another and, and and take that opportunity and, and and try to take full advantage of it listen no judgment and I'm not looking for you to negotiate in public I just want to share something with you so Josh Jacobs comes on the show yesterday had an amazing year, right, mm-hmm. in a contract year. And he said something that really surprised me. He said, you know what, I want to be a Raider for life. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's really interesting because they didn't take care of you, <laughs> and then you had this great year, and, man, you got a hammer in your hand. He said, they believed in me, they took a shot at me, for and sure. I might be willing to take less because I want to be here when this thing turned around. You were there when it turned around. Mm-hmm. You're a big part of that turnaround. Is there any part of you that would consider, and I'm not asking you to negotiate, <laughs> to take less so you can finish what you started? Or do you feel like, man, I've already given everything I have to it, and if it makes sense, it'll make sense? Um, you know, I think I think if it makes sense, it'll make sense type. You know, um, you know I, I have given everything that I have um, to that city, and I do think that there is unfinished business there, and I do want to win a championship with those guys and with those group of guys that I had just built so, you know, built – bonds with over the last you know years and you know I played hurt throughout the season for those guys because it wasn't for nobody else it was for those guys for my teammates um you know because I care and I appreciate those guys and so you know they know my situation they know look Poe like go do what you got to do you know if you come back we're gonna be open arms but Poe like go do what you got to do you've earned this opportunity to be in this situation right here you know like I said if it makes sense if it makes sense if not, look, I enjoyed my time there in Buffalo. I did everything that I could to be out to, 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 to help that football team win football games. And, uh, you know, I appreciate everything about that city and about those fans there. But hey, Jordan, what, what put you out there? Like the organization, they, they may or may not care. And I don't mean the Bills. I mean any organization. Dude, you're, you're playing when maybe you shouldn't be playing. And you <laughs> want them to recognize that. You want them to say, hey, man, we appreciate you. We know what you're doing. We know how you're putting yourself out there. My question to you is, what puts you on the field in those super adverse circumstances where maybe you shouldn't even be out there? Something's putting you out there. What is it? You know... <laughs> 
It was, it was, it was one. Obviously, I love this game. I, I truly love this game. This game has given me everything that that I could ask for and more. Um, and two, it was, it was my brothers, man. It was, it was the Micah Hyde. It was the Taron Johnson, Tre'Davious White, and you know the Dane Jackson, the Demar Hamlin. You know the Tremaine Edmonds, the Matt Milano's. You know, it was the Von. You know, Von. I, I learned so much on and off the field from Vaughn. Vaughn taught me so much about like what? You know, just your mindset, you know, just just the way you approach things, your perspective, you know, and I got hurt early on in the season and, you know, instead of being down on myself, you know, you know, I talked to him, hey, you know, instead of being down on yourself, you know, really, you know, putting things in perspective and getting yourself ready to when that time comes that you're ready to play again. You know, um, there's so much, you know, I, I golf with Vaughn too and there's so much about the game mentally that that, you know, a lot of younger guys don't necessarily pick up. And, you know, the game, I think, is 180% up uh, between the ears. You know, everybody's talented, everybody's athletic, but how are you going to approach the game? How are you going to, you know, that's it. That's in every day, not just on game day. That's every day. How do you approach the game? It's a We're, lifestyle, man. It's a whole, it's a whole lifestyle. It's not a work day. It's and, a and that's, lifestyle. That's why he's a Hall of Famer. It's an identity. It's an identity. It's who you are and, you know, how you approach it and how you, you know, the appreciation that you have for it, for, for, for your teammates, for not just your teammates, the people who cook upstairs. You know, the, the training staff, the, you know, everybody around you, you know. And so, um, you know, I was I was super blessed to have a teammate like Vaughn because, I, like I said, I learned so much. And, you know, he's fun to golf with, too. So, so I want to ask you about that real quick before you go. So when you play golf with, with Vaughn, is it about everything except football? Or are you thinking, man, I got four hours with a dude who's got a wealth of knowledge. I'm going to pick his brain and take uh, advantage of it. Yeah, we don't talk any football. It, okay, it's good. More, it's all just, it's one, it's golf. And it's Junk. just life. It's just like we talk about life, just everything, all aspects of life. Um, he just had his, his brand new baby boy, Victory. Shout out, Vaughn, and your, and your brand new baby, man. I'm excited for you. Um, but yeah, I mean, we just talk about life and, and opportunities and, and, and how you approach approach things and perspective and, and, you know, family, just everything, you know, and all that, all that stuff, you know carries over into football as well you know a lot of stuff that you that you talk about in life carries over to football a lot of stuff that you talk about in football carries over into life and so um you know it, like i said i was super blessed that to have a teammate like Vaughn. Dude, and, the, and those to, bonds connections they matter right if you got 53 guys going 53 different ways 100%. there's no way you're going to be as effective when the bullets really start flying on the field, right? right? 100%. 100%. Like I said, you know, we had those group of guys that when bullets were flying that nobody blinked. That was one of Vaughn's things. Hey, don't blink. Nobody blinked, and we just put our head down and, and kept working. And, you know, most of the time that it worked out for us, sometimes it didn't. But at the end of the day, we just kept putting our head down and keep working. It's incredible. All right, so what are you going to get into the rest of the offseason? You'll get your workouts in. You're going anywhere, doing uh, anything yeah. fun, just playing golf. What are you going to do? No, uh, definitely, uh, definitely going to take some trips. The wifey and I were thinking about going to Costa Rica or Bali. Yeah, uh, yeah. I would, yeah. Uh, we always like to take one trip every off season and, and just to get out and get away. Um, don't have anything really big planned after this. Just like I said, you know, this is big off season for me to get healthy. Um, I want to get healthy so that I can play all 17 plus games next season and, uh, and and get ready for what's next, man. Like I said, I'm a free agent. I'm gonna enjoy this process and and enjoy what's to come and and uh, you know be ready to go. Jordan, I got so much out of that conversation. I appreciate you very much. I appreciate the relationship. I appreciate how candid you are, how real you are, and really good to talk. Talk to you, man. You were good it. for my look, good for the look of the show. I appreciate it. Thank man. you so great much. I appreciate you for having me. And on. I look forward to seeing where you end up for yes, sure. Thank you. Chris Olave is my guest. Chris, it is so good to see you, man. How are you? 
I'm real good, man. Appreciate you for having me. Really good to have you. Listen, I want to start you off. I had a similar conversation with your college roommate, Garrett Wilson, earlier this week. I want to ask you what I asked him. When you're an elite college receiver, obviously you have faith in yourself and your abilities, but you never really know what it's going to be like until you get on the field on the next level. That said, man, you made that transition beautifully. Was it tougher than you made it look, or was it actually kind of seamless for you? <laughs> Appreciate that, man. It's a tough game, though. I mean, it was tough. A lot of preparation, a lot of hard work that got me to that point to make it look like that. So uh, you could say you could say that, but I feel like it was a little tough. Okay, I get that. You earned it. You put in the time. Mm -hmm. Of course, it's going to be easier when you put in the time. Now, he actually shouted out to you when he came on the show. Like, mm -hmm. nothing but love for you. And I love the way he showed up, man. This dude's got it. He's got energy. My question is, if iron sharpens iron, how much better did you make each other while training, working, and playing together for the Buckeyes? Man, uh, the standard was real high. We set the standard real high in that room. Uh, we came to work every day, uh, tried to get better every day with the intention. So uh, at the end of the day, but competing with guys like Garrett, uh, Jackson, Jameson, uh, at the end of the day, you're just going to get better. So uh, that's what we did. All right, so what I got from that was, number one, there's a standard. The mm -hmm. standard is the standard. Standard above feelings, no matter what. The standard is the standard. And what you also said was intention. You have to show up and work a certain way with intention. But when you've got that kind of quality in the room and you've got multiple alphas in the room mm -hmm. and there's only one ball and deep down everybody knows they're a WR1, you know, that could go sideways. How were you guys able to navigate that and make sure that you've got guys that everybody's on the same page, selfless, and you just wait your turn? Because y'all need the ball and y'all want the ball. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as a receiver, you want the ball, man. I mean, uh, you're trying to make a play at the end of the day. But uh, when you're working with guys in the winter, summer, spring, uh, all the hard work, blood, sweat, and tears, uh, you see how hard they working, too. So uh, at the end of the day, when they get the ball, it's, 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 it's as, uh, as fun as, as you, when you get the ball. So uh, like I said, when, you, when you're working with them uh, all, all throughout the year, uh, when they make plays, uh, everybody is happy for each other. So uh, that's, that's, that's the approach we came, we came in with, uh, selfless, and uh, that's how we uh, came out to be so good. Chris Olave joining me on the program. That makes sense. You know, when you look at, like, the Philadelphia Eagles and as, as an example, you know, they take Devontae Smith in the first round. He wins the Heisman Trophy at Alabama. They add A.J. Brown, who's an absolute stud. What's it say about the character of those two dudes? I know you're on the outside looking in, but what's it say about the character of those two dudes that we never hear any issues about any of that when they're both straight studs? Man, uh, that's a prime example right there, uh, just having two – Two great receivers uh, on the same team. I mean, it's going to be games where you get one catch, two catch, or even no catches. Uh, but at the end of the day, you got to keep going because the ball going to come your way, and, and you got to make that play. So, uh, like I said, I, I mean, the ball might be uh, one catch one game, ten catches the next game, but uh, at the end of the day, you got to stay. You got to stay ready for your for your opportunities. Seems to me you're nice. Like you're really nice, but you're nowhere near as good as you're still going to be. What are your top priorities this off season in taking your game to the next level? And then what does that look like? Uh, I just want to get a lot stronger. Uh, it's going to help me a lot in my game. I feel like uh, just playing a lot stronger uh, when I once I get in the weight room this off season. Uh, get a lot stronger, gain, gain a lot more weight. Uh, I feel like it's going to show up in, in a, a lot of different ways in my game. So it's definitely going to get me a lot better and, and uh, allow me to get better and uh, be the player I want to be. All right, so as I mentioned, I've been talking to Buckeyes all week long, dude. Y'all are everywhere. 
and I mean that in a good way. I spoke to C.J. Stroud this morning as well. He's getting ready for the NFL Combine. He showed up in a great way, too, just like you all do. Mm-hmm. Whoever gets him in the draft, what kind of a player and what kind of a leader is that team going to get? Man, uh, at the top of the top. Uh, it don't get no better than that. Uh, as a, as a, I think Cali Swag, dude. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> give, give us guys from Cali yeah. a little credit, man. That's that West Coast. Right? Uh, West Coast. I'm sorry. Coast. Go ahead. What are they going to get in that guy? Uh, I mean, man. I can't. I can't even tell you. I mean, uh, the work shows for itself. Uh, he's a, one of the best people I've seen. Uh, one of the best leaders I've seen. Uh, he came in as a natural leader uh, his freshman year. Uh, I think he was 17 or 18 years old, and uh, you can watch the film. You can watch everything, but at the end of the day, he's, he's one of the uh, best people I've been around, and uh, he's always looking for a positive impact. And whoever gets him is getting a, a great player and a great person. Dude, I think that's an amazing bit of praise you just said, that he came in as a set. No, you just say he's one of the best leaders you've ever been around. Mm-hmm. How does a dude walk in at 17 or 18 from Cali yeah. into that locker room on that campus with that tradition and that program and kind of like command that kind of respect? I mean, are those dudes wired like that? Did he learn that? That's different, man, <laughs> right? That's different. Yeah, it's definitely different. I mean, uh, like I said, he came in just natural, just being himself. Huh. Uh, just being himself, he was just a natural leader. And uh, like I said, uh, last year I wasn't there, but I know he had guys uh, that that will go for him and block for him and do whatever uh, for him. So uh, I'm proud of him and everything he's, he's going through and, and everything he's become, and I can't wait for the future for him. So I mean this with all respect. I mean this sincerely. I'm not in any way going to mock this guy. I love the guy I'm going to ask you about. Does Jameis Winston have that, man? What's he like? What's Jameis? <laughs> Jameis is a different cat, man. I cannot get enough of this dude. Like, I just want to watch him all day long. What, what's he like to be around? And does he bring and throw off that kind of vibe, too? Or what kind of vibe does he throw off? Man, his energy is, man. That's what I'm saying. Second to none. Uh, He's always in a good mood, always having fun, man. Uh, whatever happens, his attitude is always good. That's how I respect, respect about him the most, man. And, uh, Jameis is a great dude, and... Uh, Whatever he does, I know he's going to be successful and, and, and put his all into it. Everything he does, he goes 100% at it. Uh, whatever he puts his mind to, he's going to get done. So, I like that. Chris, you're appearing today courtesy of a program called Kickoff to Rebuild. Take your time. Lay that out for me. What exactly is that program? Uh, rebuilding Together. Uh, it's, a, it's a nonprofit uh, organization uh, paired with Lowe's for the Super Bowl. But... Uh, it's, it's a, a, a nonprofit organization, like I said, that, that helps uh, rebuild homes, uh, especially homes that, that's not up to date or uh, kind of smaller homes. But I've definitely been blessed with this platform uh, by God to be able to be put in this position to be able to help others uh, be able to uh, have a positive impact on the community. Uh, I feel like uh, just being put in this position, uh, I'm blessed to be here and uh, blessed for the opportunity to be able to work with them. Do, do you feel like it is a responsibility, even an obligation for somebody who has so much to give back? Uh, I mean, people have their different opinions, but I definitely think so. Uh, like I said, I've been blessed with this platform to be able to have uh, multiple people looking at me and, and multiple fans. So I just be want to be able to give back and have a positive impact in the world and, and be able to spread love and spread positivity. You bet, man. Good for you. Absolutely. You make it better. How about a quick prediction going out the door? Who do you like on Sunday? What do you think about that matchup? Who do you have and why? Philly. Uh, defense win championships, man. They got the best defense in the league, but Patrick Mahomes. I mean. Right? <laughs> Which one, man? That's what I keep hearing all week long. It's it's one or the other. I got Philly, though. Uh Uh-huh. It's going to be a good game. But it's hard to go against Patrick Mahomes, right? Yeah, you already know. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, we are everybody. Everybody already knows, dude. You imagine that guy getting another MVP and another ring and doing all this by 27. Yeah, like, dude, not that he would, but he could walk off right now, right into a yellow jacket. Right. Pretty amazing, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, that's different. I mean, I've never seen a player like him, especially that quarterback. He kind of changed the game. He's like a Steph Curry at NFL. Right. And uh, it's exciting to watch him too, and just watching him from a distance. And uh, he's done it in such a such little years. Uh, he's been a starter, but. Uh, he's already emerged as, as probably the best quarterback, uh, one of the best quarterbacks in, uh, in history. Literally, ever. So one last thought, what about Jalen Hurts? When you watch his game, what impresses you the most about him? Uh, just He just keeps getting better every year. Uh, he keeps his head down. Uh, I mean, that's, that's something, something you can look up to. Uh, I mean, his career wasn't going his best at, at first, but he kept going, kept believing in himself. Uh, he had a huge purpose uh, just to keep going and keep going, and now he's in the Super Bowl. And, uh, MVP content or uh, candidate. He is a Saints wide receiver coming off a really big year. Chris Olave joining us, and once again another Buckeye making the rounds here. Chris, really appreciate you. Great to spend time, man. Yes, Thank sir. You appreciate you, man. Really good God to bless. see you, dude. You too. Yes, sir. Good night, night.